The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to P.I.'s Declassified, an inside look at the world of private investigators. Your host is Francie Kaler, a noted private investigator. Francie and her guests take you behind the scenes and into the genuine, sometimes gritty business of investigation. You'll hear stories from the trenches with plenty of surprises. Here's your host, Francie Kaler. Good morning. Welcome to the third anniversary show of P.I.'s Declassified. I've been delighted to have the opportunity to host this show for the past three years and feature private investigators and related topics from across the world. So bear with me while I give special recognition to the sponsors who have kept this show on the air for three years. Jimmy and Rosemary Messes and P.I. Magazine. IRB Search, a proprietary online data provider catering exclusively to private investigators and related businesses, and specifically Rebecca Roberts from IRB Search, Bruce Brownyard and the Brownyard Group, providing insurance to PIs and security professionals, Tamara Thompson, author and editor of PI Newslink, Ben Harold, owner and curator of PI Museum, Mike Dorries, formerly of Merlin Information Services, and, of course, the great staff at VoiceAmerica.com, including my fabulous executive producer, Sandra Rogers, and the extraordinary engineering staff, Chad, Brad, Mike Mitchell, and I guess Kevin today, who's with us today. So if you're interested in advertising on this show, contact executive producer Sandra Rogers at Sandra.Rogers at VoiceAmerica.com. So P.I.'s Declassify was launched to combat the myth that's fostered by TV and the movies and to feature private investigators and their remarkable activities. And today I'm pleased to introduce you to Fernando Fernandez, a licensed private investigator from Carolina, Puerto Rico. Fernando manages a private investigation firm servicing international clients, and he works with law enforcement and private investigators throughout the world. He was trained as a computer technician and then that led to Fernando becoming an expert um, in, I think I get this right, cybernetic investigation and technology as a research tool. And we'll talk about what cybernetic investigation is. In a few short years, Puerto Rico, this Puerto Rico private investigator uh, developed a practice that covers complex cases, multi-million dollar insurance fraud, mortgage fraud, locating missing persons. Uh, he works with government authorities. He locates fugitives, wedding fraud, all kinds of things, even lo locating missing aircraft. Fernando has many stories to tell. He's a member of more than 10 international organizations. He graduated with a BA in education in Puerto Rico and also the Caribbean Forensic and Technical College in San Juan. 
He holds credentials and specialized training in a number of investigating disciplines, too many to, to tell you about, but including computer forensics and counterterrorism. And he says, even if I became a millionaire, I'll never stop doing this. So I introduce you to Fernando Fernandez. Hi, Fernando. Hi, Francie. How are you? I'm good, and you missed the uh, hurricane, evidently. That's right. Uh, we, we gladly missed the hurricane. Yeah, because you and I were talking a couple of days ago that we wouldn't, weren't sure that you'd be able to have a telephone line to call into this show. That's correct. Normally, uh, the first thing that we lost on the island is electricity and the Internet. So uh, we was feared that, that that could happen, you know. Well, we're glad it didn't because go- it's great to have you on the show. So, Fernando, um, how did you get, because I know you, your background was in computers and you worked with a variety of companies and retail businesses originally, correct? That's correct. How did you get from there to being a private investigator? Well, basically, um, I, I, got my, I have my business practice in computers. Um, it was 14 years that I was working on computer and suddenly uh, the business going very slow. And I said, well, I need to study something different. Uh, and I was that kind of person that liked the CSI shows and all, the, all these um, investigation uh, news and programs. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, well, let me, let me study uh, uh, to be a, a forensic expert. So I, I went to the, to the college, to the Caribbean Forensic and Technical College, and I speak with the... Uh, the person that, that was there, and, and, and he told me um, that if I want to be a forensic expert, I need to work with the government in Puerto Rico, and I, I always work on my own, uh, you know. So I said, mm, maybe that's not for me, and, 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 and the guide tell me, why you, don't, why you do not study a um, uh, private investigator? You can work on your own and, and take the cases, and, 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 and you are your own boss. And mm-hmm. I said, well, let's going to try it. So I take the course. After that, I, make an speciali- I specialize in, in also in fingerprints. And then after that, I, you know, I, I get my, my private investigator license and I begin my practice. <laughs> so uh, what is the requirement in Puerto Rico, Fernando, to get a private investigator license? Uh, to get a, pri- a private investigator license in Puerto Rico, you first, uh, you, need to be, uh, a, you, you need to work as a police first, uh, uh-huh. and then um, after eight years and you be honorably discharged, you can receive uh, your PI license. Or you, uh, the second option is that you study the course is, is one year and a half, and after that uh, you take a revalidation test. Uh-huh. And if you pass the revalidation test, then they make you a background check, like, like, like take like three months. Mm-hmm. And after that, they expedite the license. I do it the second way because uh, I never worked for the police. My previous mm-hmm. experience was a co- as a computer expert, you know. Right. So have you seen, uh, has it been a hindrance or, or not to have not worked for the police? Um, for me, no. I, I, it never was important to work as a police. You know, um, I begin my practice and I, I never be regret to be a police. You know, I, I never think to, to be a police. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah. Basically, um, uh, being out of the police gives me a, like a new perspective to see the things 
from from the from the public area, you know, because mm-hmm. normally when you are a policeman, you, you you see the things always as a police, and right. because I'm a private personal person that that was working in another thing and entered to the field, uh, you you see the things as 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 the normal people, you know. Right, and and do you have um, any difficulty communicating with the police? No, not at all. You know, uh, as long as you have your license, um, if they want to ask you something, or or you, for example, you are making a surveillance, and 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 they came, they come to you to check it out what you're doing. You show your license, and they must go. You know, mm-hmm. because you are with the authority of the Puerto Rico police to make private investigations. Interesting. And so then how did you get started? What, did you just, you know, you passed the test and you just opened a business? How did that work? Wow, yeah. I, I passed the test. They begin to make me the background check. Um, that was the, for me, was the easy part because uh, they, they gave me the license and I said, well, what am I going to do? And the first thing that you do is prepare your business card, begin to advertise, begin to put... Uh, uh, new, uh, ads in the newspaper or ads online, and it was very difficult that part because the the business was very slow, mm-hmm. uh, begin very slow, three, four, five, six months, nothing happened, not any client, you know, and you have your debts and you need to begin to think about how I'm going to pay this, how I'm going to pay that, and I was leaving the other business of computer. Um, what I do, I, I was trying to make both things to 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 continue uh making some profits you know mm-hmm. and and suddenly i decided uh let me begin to enter to some organizations that can help me to develop uh new clients and and that's what happened you know i i begin to earn, to enter to different associations i begin to speak with more people on on this field and and they was delightly to speak with me you know and and they begin to to send me cases and so they kind, and, and what kind of organizations no. uh, for example i i entered the first one that i entered was nice uh, then later I entered to WAD, that is the World Association of Detectives. Uh-huh. I also entered to NAPS, that is the National Association of Professional Process Servers. I see, okay. Uh, you know, I, I entered different organizations, USAPI, um, I entered to NCIS. Um, I also be on the Criminal uh, Defense uh, Investigator, the Training Council for Criminal mm-hmm. Defense. Mm-hmm. And and the and for me the most uh, biggest and important right now is in IntelliNet. It's like four four hundred uh, over four hundred members, and all these members are in all over the world, and and it's a, a, a very highly group of professional people that help us around the world. That's great. Now the first one you mentioned, you said it was called Nice. 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 Yeah. Is the uh, uh, this is for uh, Ralph Thomas. The National Association oh, okay. of right, Investigators. Right. right. Uh, okay. the, that's the first one that I enter. Okay. So there's there's many organizations you can b- belong to as a private investigator, both local. Now, do you have a local association? Okay. That's the that's the the issue in Puerto Rico. In Puerto Rico, we don't have any association. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently, right now, I decided with three other uh, private investigators in Puerto Rico to create one. 
and and we found uh, we founded the the Puerto Rico Private Investigator Association. Right now is is in developing. We are accepting new mem- new local members, and the association what is looking for is to uh, educate the people about what kind of work. Uh, performs the private investigator. Many people right. in Puerto Rico believe that the private investigator only make uh, infidelity cases. Oh, uh, I see. Mo- most of the public. So uh, that's the first uh, things that the association wants to educate the people and, uh, in Puerto Rico and um, show them that we make a variety of cases that is not only that. And the second thing is to fight in the in our government to develop better laws that help us to mm-hmm. perform our our work right right well i mean i think many people across the world think that private investigators only do infidelity cases i mean i think yes. that's true even, even in the us yes that, that that's happening a lot here um, and, and they call us asking us to, to make some, some things that I said, well, I, can, I cannot do that. You, you, you know, you want to put a microphone where? No, we cannot do that. <laughs> and, yeah, and they call us, hey, can you get me this phone record? No, we cannot do that, you know. Right. Uh, and, and many people believe that. I, I don't know why, uh, but, you know, we, we want to change the, the mentality of the person in the island about our profession and our standards, you know. Yes. Oh, that's great. That's very good. So um, now you're having a conference. Uh, you're, you're being very aggressive with your new association. You're already planning a conference for next year, right? Right. Um, the Intelinet uh, Association is going uh, to have his general annual meeting in Puerto Rico from April 2 to 5 in Old San Juan. So uh, all, all PIs are, are invited, you know, you can uh, participate as a guest and you maybe later decide to enter to the association. But definitely uh, most, uh, I, I hope that all of the members came to, to my beautiful island and, and participate from, from that big conference that we're going to have here in San Juan, Puerto Rico. That's great. We're going to have to take a break. Fernando will return shortly with private investigator Fernando Fernandez. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Need to hire a private investigator? Ask for their professional association affiliations. When an investigator asks Francie Kaler about associations, she says to first join a state trade association. Francie belongs to the California Association of Licensed Investigators, or CALI. It's the largest association of its kind in the world. CALI's main focus is networking, training, and legislative advocacy. If you need a detective in California, contact CALI at cali-pi.org or call 1-800-350-CALI. For a national association, Francie's choice is the National Council of Investigation and Security Services, or NCISS. For over 35 years, the council's primary mission has been to represent its members before the United States Congress and governmental agencies. Find the council at NCISS.org or call 1-800-445-8408. 
NCISS and Cali are great places to look for a qualified private investigator. Tell them you heard it from Francie on PIs Declassified. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to P.I.'s Declassified with Francie Kaler. You can call into the program. We'll take questions and comments at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You can also email your question to Francie. Send it to francie at pisdeclassified.com. Now, here's Francie Kaler. Back with my guest, Puerto Rican private investigator Fernando Fernandez. We were just discussing a conference that he is planning. Uh, I guess the uh, the conference is Intelnet. That's going to be in Puerto Rico. And you said the dates for what, Fernando? It's going to be for from April two to five. April two to five. And you're inviting all private investigators from across the world, correct? That's correct. Okay, very good. All right, so let's talk about your cases. What um, I know you've had some really interesting cases, and what would you say was your most dangerous case? Oh, God. The, the most dangerous case was uh, this stressed lady called me. I, I was beginning my career as a private investigator. This lady called me, you know, the typical case. My, my husband is cheating on me. Uh, I decided to take the case, and I... I asked her, what your husband do? Oh, he's a policeman. Oh, God. Uh-huh. Yeah, because they, 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 they are policemen all the time. You know, even when they're out of duty, they, they continue to be policemen. And they, they have arms. And I, I, they, they have uh, guns, you know. And I was uh, basically beginning. I don't have any protection, anything. So we begin to make the, the surveillance. And the, the subject drive a motorcycle. And and at the beginning of the of the surveillance, sometimes we we lost him. And in one moment, uh, he changed car and he drive to a town named Loiza in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. And and I said, well, let me continue following him. And and suddenly he entered to this sector named Mini Mini. Uh, Mini Mini is a sector that is very uh, populated with uh, drugs have a lot okay. of drugs problem. At that moment I didn't I, I don't know that. So uh I continue my I continue my, my driving, following him and I record that he entered to this to this house and and what I do I, I, I make a turn around and I park the car and I make st- uh, static surveillance on the on the on the house. The house are very tight the the, the, the street can only pass one car. Okay, let me interrupt a second, Fernando. When you say sure. static surveillance, you're talking about just parking on the street and watching. Yeah, correct. Okay. Correct. Okay. So um, the subject goes out at 11.30, 11.45 p.m. And when he go out, this lady go out also, and they kiss outside of the, of the, of the door. And, and when he go out, I was inside of this dangerous place. He looks my car, and, and I don't know why. He, he's staring at my car, and, and I said, mm, I believe that he, he catch me. 
So what I did, I, I lift the handles of my seat and lie down completely uh, on, the, on the car. Mm-hmm. When he go out, he entered to the car and he stopped nearby my car, but he never get down. And he was like watching the car and he <laughs> make a turnaround at the end and, and, and stop again near my car. He was looking, seeing what, what happened to the inside of the car. And suddenly the, 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 the car leave. And I was shaking on the inside. But, you know, I, you know that the guy has a gun. You already catch him on video kissing this lady. Oh, God. And, 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 and the place later, later when, when the case is over, that I begin to ask to other people, where is this place? That's when they tell me, oh, you entered to Mini Mini. Man, this place is very dangerous. <laughs> they, this, they have a lot of drop points inside. And you entered there, and how, how long you was there? Eight hours? Come on. And that's my dangerous case ever. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Because so I, I, yeah, and what, I got I, I was very uh, afraid, you know, uh, of what happened when he almost discovered me, you know. Right, for sure. And what happened to the case? Did um, I delivered the the evidence to the to the lady, and and he what what she told me is that he began to deny it, but when she when he saw the video and everything, he he admitted and he left the home. And the, the, the lady, the other lady, the, the lover, was uh, another police, uh, another oh. police woman. <laughs> really? <laughs> yep. <laughs> it was another police woman, the, the, the mistress, you know? Interesting. Interesting. And, and did she recognize the other woman, or how did you find out that's who that was? Um, because when uh, I give her the evidence that she begins to see the video, she, she saw that that he have that she have her seen her on the police station before. Oh, interesting. Yep, and so, and, and and it was very dangerous. I, I I later I know that it was more dangerous for the place that I entered to make the surveillance. You know. Yeah, and that's where she lived. Uh, you know? What is I'm that? sorry. Is that where she lived then in that in that area? Yeah, the, the lady, the, the, the policewoman, lives on that area. Interesting. Yep. Interesting. Well, you know, I think um, anybody who's been an investigator for any period of time has had some situation where they felt like their life was in danger. So uh, I think it comes with, maybe comes with the ter- territory. So, so then tell me about another case. You, you had one where you were really afraid too besides this dangerous one there was one that you uh were in the british virgin islands oh yes in the british virgin island uh case um first uh, i i mean you know i'm in puerto rico Br- british virgin island is that this beautiful tropical paradise paradise and um an attorney from california called me uh, hey fernando we have this case it's a uh, is a Russian person that um, we uh, recently arrested him, and we are trying to uncovering assets that maybe he have on the British Virgin Island. And he asked me if I can do the case, and I said, well, yes, I, I, I can go there, perform the, the, the due diligence, and, the, and, and try to uncover some hidden assets. Um, even he told me um, uh, that he believed that we are not going to find any asset there. So 
Uh, he, I, I traveled to the to the British Virgin Island. The first day was fantastic. Uh, I, I went to different government agencies, and I began to to search for uh, properties, begin to search for license and all that kind of stuff. And the and the investigations going good. So I said, well, this is going to be easy. Um, suddenly, I, I decided, let me check it out. If the if the subject have any uh, land or property in in the British Virgin Island, and I went to this office, and I met this guy, and the, and the guy was very helpful. Helpful. He told me, prepare me a letter that you're asking for that. I prepared the letter, and, and I returned the next day and delivered the letter to him. Mm-hmm. He even helped me to, to, to search in the records, and when we finished, we don't find anything. And he told me, oh, where, where are you staying? I said, well, I'm staying in this hotel. When you leave, you know, they, they asked me several questions as a, as a friendship. So uh, when we finished to search, I, I tell him I need a letter, a certification letter from, from the agency that, 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 you, uh, that we performed the search and nothing was found. You know, that's the evidence for the client. Mm-hmm. And, and what he do, he prepared me the letter. I got the letter. I got everything. That was the last day I finished. Nothing was found. I returned to the hotel. I was see, I was sit down on the balcony of the of the of this beautiful village, and and I I am in front of the beach, and suddenly I receive a call, and the call came from from the guy of, of on the land property, of oh, Fernando. This is uh, I'm not I'm not going to say his name, but Fernando, mm-hmm. are you staying on the island? Yes. Are you leaving tomorrow? Uh, yes. Uh, what happened? Um, are you still staying of the hotel of, of this hotel? And I said yes. Uh, I need the, that letter now. And I said, uh, what happened? Oh, no, no, no. I, can talk, I cannot talk to you right now. I need this letter now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, you know, I, I, suddenly I said, what, what's happening? You know, it's very strange. You are in another territory and you said, hmm, they want the letter. What, what's happening here? And he told me, I'm going there to pick up the letter now with the manager of the, of the land and property from British Virgin Island Records. And I said, well, no problem, I got it here. So what I, what I did, uh, I said, hmm, they're going to pick up the letter. Maybe it's for something. Maybe they found something. And I was very nervous because I don't know why they want the letter because the letter right. don't, don't said anything. Just said that they searched under the subject name and nothing was found. So what I did, I take pictures. I take uh-huh. pictures from the, from the letter. And I keep the record of the picture, and I Im- email immediately to the client. I explain, hey, I don't know what is going to happen. This government agency is going to come to, to my hotel. They want this letter back. I don't know what it is. So, so five minutes, I got to send everything to my client, and, and suddenly the, the, the guy arrived with, his, with the manager, and they tell me, we need the letter back. And I said, okay, I got it here, but... Why you need it back? It's not, nothing said there. No, we suppose that that we cannot do that because um, uh, you don't have authorization at that moment to to obtain that letter. Um, and I said, well, you know, I follow the procedure that that you tell me. You know, no, um, we need the letter back. So give us the letter, and 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 I gave them the, the letter, and and that's it. But uh, you know, you was very nervous because you you don't know what could happen. You are on another island. They, you follow all their, their, their procedure, and suddenly they want that letter back. Uh-huh. And you don't know if they found something. 
and or or maybe they don't do not have the authorization to give me the letter. You know, I, I don't know, but I was scared to death because you are in another country. It's not the U.S. territory. You right, know? right. And, and it, you know, it, it was very, very uh, fear for me. You know, at that did moment. you did you ever find out why they wanted the letter back? For sure. No, I never found why they want the letter. I imagine that uh, maybe they do not have the authorization from from maybe a higher director to give me the letter. But it was very strange to me because just the letter said that they search on their records and they do not find anything under the subject name. Mm-hmm. So it was very it was very interesting. At the same time, I was concerned why immediately. They are so afraid that I keep the letter. The next day I leave, uh, of course, at least I obtain the evidence because I take good high-resolution uh, quality picture from, from, the, from the letter. But, you know, um, it, it was very, I was very afraid at that moment when, I, because he was very friendly in the beginning, and suddenly when he called me to pick up the letter, his mm-hmm. demeanor and the way that he speak to me, it was completely uh, change, you know. Yeah, it's it's pretty extreme to come to the hotel and pick it up. That's that's what I was thinking. Why why they they drive to the to the hotel to pick up this letter? Yeah, you know. Yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. So and and how did you get it to your client? Did you take it with your cell phone? Take a picture with your cell phone, or how did you get? I I explained to all other PIs, you need always to carry, to have uh, your laptop and a good high-quality camera, not your cell phone. Sometimes Mm -hmm. the resolution is not good, and Mm -hmm. when you magnify, you cannot read the letter. So Mm -hmm. I take good uh, quality photos and and put it on my computer and email directly to the client. that's, That's what I did at that moment. Oh, and do you know anything about the case, what happened after that? After that, I know that the, this Russian guy was uh, a legislator in Russia, and, and they, uh, they catch him. Uh, how do you say when you take government money and, and, and put it on your pocket? <laughs> uh, embezzlement? Yep. He was doing that, and he was transferring money to all over the world to different parts and, and, and hiding the money, and, and he was buying uh, boats, cars all over the world yeah. to, mm-hmm. to try to hide the money, you know? And, and they sent me to this island uh, to perform the, the check and the investigation to see if something was found. Uh, I believe that they want to, be for sh- to know for sure that nothing was there because yeah. he told me at the beginning, we believe that you're not going to find anything, but we uh, need to cover that area. Yeah, so interesting. At the end, the client was very happy. Uh, I, I, even that, I, I stay on one of the most beautiful hotels in the British Virgin Islands. <laughs> That's the best part. <laughs> that, that was the best part, you know. The food was good. Uh, uh, the hotel, it's not a hotel, it's like a small village with, with rooms that yeah. you get down the, la- the ladder and, and you, you have your, your feet on the sand immediately. You know, oh, it was nice. a, para- a paradise. Nice. We need to take another break, Fernando. We'll be right back to discuss more on Fernando's very interesting cases. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Need to hire a private investigator? Ask for their professional association affiliations. When an investigator asks Francie Kaler about associations, she says to first join a state trade association. Francie belongs to the California Association of Licensed Investigators, or CALI. It's the largest association of its kind in the world. Cali's main focus is networking, training, and legislative advocacy. If you need a detective in California, contact Cali at cali-pi.org or call 1-800-350-CALI. For a national association, Francie's choice is the National Council of Investigation and Security Services, or NCISS. For over 35 years, the council's primary mission has been to represent its members before the United States Congress and governmental agencies. Find the council at NCISS.org or call 1-800-445-8408. NCISS and Cali are great places to look for a qualified private investigator. Tell them you heard it from Francie on PIs Declassified. IRB Search is where quality matters. IRB provides access to the best online data for locating people, businesses, and assets. IRB data gives you strength in numbers, allowing you to access billions of records. Even with partial information on your subject, IRB Search instantly returns current and past addresses, phone numbers, and more. Call IRB Search today at 1-800-447-2112 to sign up. Mention PIs Declassified, and you'll receive a two-week free trial of 100 free searches to get started. Call 1-800-447-2112 to find out why IRB Search is simply the best. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to P.I.'s Declassified with Francie Kaler. You can call into the program. We'll take questions and comments at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You can also email your question to Francie. Send it to francie at pisdeclassified.com. Now, here's Francie Kaler. I'm back with my guest from Puerto Rico, Fernando Fernandez. Fernando, um, what's this about... Uh, being becoming a priest. Oh, <laughs> okay. That was the case that um, I received this call uh, in my in my office, and the person called me and said, uh, "My brother is dying, and I don't believe that he's dying, as he said." Mm. And I said, "Hmm, that's what I did. Uh, explain me that." Well, he always called us that that he's in the hospital, that he's dying, that he needs money. And I said, well, why you don't send money? Because this is the, the third time that he do that to us. And mm-hmm. we send money to him, and, and then later resolved that he, he, used, he used the money for drinks and drugs. And I said, hmm, interesting case. Uh, what do you have about the case? Well, uh, we know that he went to this doctor. We know that uh, he illegally is in this hospital in, the, in San Juan. And I said, well, let me begin the case. I word the case, and I'm going to let you know what is happening. So uh, I visit the doctor, and when I visit the doctor, I, I show the doctor, hey, my name is Fernando Fernandez, I'm a private detective, and I show him his license. And I explain to him, um, this is what's happening. Uh, we have uh, proof here that you attend this person. And, oh, yes, I attend this person, but I, don't, I cannot give you everything based on IPA law. 
Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I don't need that you gave me every, anything because I got everything here. I got, I got all the papers. I got everything. Well, what, you wanna, what do you want to know? Well, um, this person allegedly is dying um, in this hospital, and, and uh, we need proof that this is for sure because uh, the family wants to know if they need to travel to, to Puerto Rico. I, they, they do not believe him. And, and, and the doctor said, I don't believe that I got a private detective in my office asking me for that. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, this okay. is, that kind of thing happened, you know. Um, and and what, he told me, well, he's in this hospital, as, as you have on your document, but you cannot enter to this area because this is uh, he's on intensive uh, care unit. And, and what I can do, I can speak with the manager of the hospital. Mm-hmm. to explain the situation, and then uh, if he gave us authorization, then you can enter to the area and check it out by yourself that he is there uh, with the tubes and everything and the machine beeping around. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, uh, today is Monday. Um, can we do that tomorrow? Oh, no, we need to wait until Thursday to talk to him, and then maybe Friday, he gave you uh, authorization if he accepted. And I said, well, uh, that's going to take like three, four, three, four days. At, at, at that time, this guy is going to die on bed, so it's not going to be so easy. So I returned to my office. I explained to the, to the, to the client, uh, and she told me, if I don't see it, I still don't believe it. We're going to travel. We are not going to travel to there. We, we are not going to give any money to him or his friend that, you know, so I said, I need to think outside the box. I need to mm-hmm. think how I can do something to help this guy that is in bed to his, to, so his family believe that he, he is in intensive care unit and maybe he's going to die. So what I did, I said, the only I begin to imagine what I can do. And uh, I, I said, well, if I dress like a priest, maybe mm-hmm. I can gain access to the intensive care unit. Mm-hmm. So, so what I did, I arrived to my home and I said to my wife, where's the Bible of this home? Where's the Bible? Where's the Bible? <laughs> and she said to me, we don't have Bible here. Oh, yes, we have a Bible some, someplace here. I, I remember that we have a Bible. Mm-hmm. So I found these this small books that looks like, a, like a, that talk about, about God and Jesus. And I, 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 I take a, a black pants with, with black uh, shirt. And I, I, you know, I, I put this uh, under my arms and, and take also uh, a small handbag that, that we use with undercover camera. And, and, and I drive to the hospital, arrive to the hospital, you know, uh, I begin to think myself, I'm a priest, I'm a priest, I'm mm-hmm. a priest. So I, I arrive to intensive care unit, I knock on the door, and when I knock on the door, the police, that is, it's not the police, it's the security guard opened right. the door and said, Jess, uh, how can I help you? Oh, we came to, to pray for the healthy and the well-being of this person. Oh, c- c- uh, sure, come on, come on in. Mm-hmm. And they let me in, and I, I asked him, where is, where is this, this person? Oh, he, he's the next one here. So what I did, I, 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 I went to the bed, and, and the guy was so bad. He was with the tubes, with the machine beeping, his eyes closed, everything. So what I, I, I begin to do, I begin to pray 
for him, but I take uh, my undercover camera uh, over his over his face and body, and I was saying, "Oh God, please help this guy to his well-being," you know. So I record and I get out, and then when I was get out, I enter to the bathroom and check it out the camera, and I discover. Francis, you, you're not going to believe that. I forget to hit the record button. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> so, oh, no. yes. So I return to the door. I knock again. And, I, and the, 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 the security guard come out and said, yes, what happened? Oh, uh, we, f- we forget uh, something and we need uh, to pray more harder. Oh, come on in. Come on. No problem. No problem. And they let me in. And this time I hit the record button. I begin to pray, I put the camera, like, you know, it's a handbag, but it's half a camera, I put it over the, 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 the guy that was on the bed, and I, oh, Lord, please help this guy for his well-being, Our fa- uh, the family wants that he uh, get healthy, you know, and I, reach, I, I go out again, and then I go to the bathroom and see the video. Okay, that is good. So <laughs> I arrive to my office, and then I prepared. Uh, the report, I take the video, I take some snapshot and send it to the to the client. Like five minutes after that, the client called me, oh, he's in bed, oh, he's so bad, oh, how, in what hotel we can stay in Puerto Rico that is near this place, oh, how do we arrive, you know, and, and exp- explain everything to them. They was very happy about my work, and, and they, co- they came to Puerto Rico and, and, and they helped the person. You know, they helped the, his mm-hmm. family member that was on bed. For me, it was, you know, was very, um, I feel very happy because I contributed to, to help somebody to believe in his family, to, to honestly help his mm-hmm. family that was in, in danger and almost is going to die, you know. Yeah, for sure. I, you know, I, I don't think that you could do that in the United States. But, but let me just say that is it true in, in Puerto Rico as well as it is here that you can't impersonate a person, a specific yeah. person? In, in Puerto Rico, you cannot impersonate any, any uh, law officer or government office, officer. Okay. You know? um, but as, 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 as long as uh, you cannot be uh, like a policeman, you know, you cannot say that, hey, I'm a policeman or I'm a federal agent or something like that. You, you are good, you know. Mm-hmm. And also, if something happens, you know, you have your private detective license and you can explain to them that you use these investigative techniques uh, mm-hmm. just to obtain a real evidence, you know. Sure. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Well, that was very creative. Yeah. And, it, you know, it sounds like and you did a good service because... Uh, Clearly, the guy needed some help, and he was, it looks like he was dying. Right. He, he was dying. But let me tell you something. Later, I learned that the subject survived. Oh, really? Yeah, he survived. And I received later a call from the family uh, giving me the thank you that the guy uh, was, that I helped them, and, and that the, the, the person was, was in good shape right now. So... You know, you, you feel good, you know, you feel good when you make a good job and the client is happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's, particularly when it comes out so positive like that one, that one did. For right. sure. So we're going to have to take another break, Fernando, but, but um, when we come back, I want to talk about, you just had this recent case um, mm-hmm. with the, the man from Singapore 
that died, nobody knew where he came from or who he was. That's correct. We are working yeah. this case right now. Okay. So you're still working on it? Yeah, we're still working on that case. And it, it suddenly get a, it's an international case because it's on the press in Singapore right now. Yeah, okay, good. Cause I, let's, let's talk about that because that's really interesting. So we'll come right back. Um, stay tuned for more from Fernando. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Need to hire a private investigator? Ask for their professional association affiliations. When an investigator asks Francie Kaler about associations, she says to first join a state trade association. Francie belongs to the California Association of Licensed Investigators, or CALI. It's the largest association of its kind in the world. Cali's main focus is networking, training, and legislative advocacy. If you need a detective in California, contact Cali at cali-pi.org or call 1-800-350-CALI. For a national association, Francie's choice is the National Council of Investigation and Security Services, or NCISS. For over 35 years, the council's primary mission has been to represent its members before the United States Congress and governmental agencies. Find the council at NCISS.org or call 1-800-445-8408. NCISS and Cali are great places to look for a qualified private investigator. Tell them you heard it from Francie on P.I.'s Declassified. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're listening to P.I.'s Declassified with Francie Kaler. You can call into the program. We'll take questions and comments at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You can also email your question to Francie. Send it to francie at pisdeclassified.com. Now, here's Francie Kaler. My guest today, Puerto Rican private investigator Fernando Fernandez, and I were just talking about um, this 74-year-old man from, um, I guess, from Hong Kong, from China? Singapore. From Singapore, okay, who died in Puerto Rico. Let's talk about that, Fernando. Okay, uh, this guy, we are doing this, this, this case based on humanitarian reasons. Um, this person was working in Puerto Rico. Um, he was working in a department store as a, we learned that through our investigation, that he was working as a, as a maintenance person, and suddenly he was fired, and and this other lady that is a friend uh, gave him home uh, like three four years, but he gets sick with a liver cancer. Cancer. Mm-hmm. So uh, the this this guy from Singapore died in April in in the hospital of Carolina, and she uh, she went to the news because she's trying to find some relative to be in charge of the body and, and give him the proper respect and make a funeral on, on him. Mm-hmm. Um, he went to the news 
I, I see the, the news on, on the newspapers in Puerto Rico, and I said, let me see if I can uh, help this case. So I searched the lady in our database, and, and we went to the address. We interviewed the lady, and I said to the lady, you know what? Uh, I'm going to take this case. I'm going to help you. We are not going to charge you anything. And, and let's going to see what happened, you know. So we, we investigated and we found that he has like a driver's license from New York. Mm-hmm. So what I, what I did, uh, I contacted a partner, Bob Rand, a great guy, more than 30 years as detective. And I contacted him and said, Bob, I got this case. I need your help. We are working this case in Puerto Rico. Uh, we need that you verify for me some address in, in New York. We are trying to find a family member. And he said, Fernando, you know, I, I'm going to help you. No, no problem. Let's go into work this case pro bono. So at the meantime that I was working in Puerto Rico, finding some leads, uh, he was also working on, on New York. Um, and he, he went to different address. He even went to the address that uh, he was living in New York. Uh, he speak with everybody. Uh, we, don't, we don't hit with any relative. He left some posters on the door. Then I begin to work the case here. I follow some some leads, but the subject, uh, you know, because he don't he don't speak Spanish. At that, uh, never he speaks speaks speak Spanish. He was very quietly, and not so many people knows him. So uh, uh, the lady that gives him home tell me that she remembered that that he have uh, a daughter in Singapore and another daughter in Chicago. So that the daughter in Chicago uh, that allegedly was working in a bank. So I contact the, the Bank Association of Chicago. I sent several uh, emails, nothing, nothing come back. And one day I returned to the lady and I said, we are working the case, nothing have, have happened. Uh, but, you know, we are going to continue working. If we found something, I'm going to let you know. And, and, and she tell me, well, um, I'm going to trash all this that belongs to the, to the Singapore guy. Mm-hmm. And, and what happened here is that I see that small, small bag, and I said, do you check this bag? Oh, this bag is trash. And I said, can I look this bag? And she gave me the bag and opened the bag, and suddenly I found copies of a Singapore uh, uh, passport. I found mm. picture of the of of him in the great Chinese wall. Uh, you know, I found a, a social security number and uh, some post letter, a postcard letter from from the daughter in Singapore saying in 1992, Happy Father's Day and Happy Birthday, and, and a picture of a, a small lady and an affidavit that said that he was giving the custody to the mother in Singapore. So. What I did, I called another, another colleague uh, named Pono Calestre. Yes, he's, I know uh, Pono. You know Pono? Oh, I know. He, yes, I do. He's a great, great guy. He's in Singapore. I explained him the case, and he told me, Fernando, you know, you are internet member. You are, you are my friend. Whatever you need, I'm going to help you. And then we begin, he began to work the case. He, he discovered that the subject born in Malaysia. And uh-huh. And the case has going on and going on, and suddenly, right now, um, the Singapore uh, press, exactly the Sunday Times, uh, call us, call, call Pono and, and call me, and they, they are making a, a, an article. 
And I believe that the case is going to resolve because the the press in Singapore, uh, the the reporter in Singapore, tell me that that she have a lead, that she's going to check it out that lead, and is going to let me know if that lead is good. And also in Puerto Rico appears a new article in the Primera Hora newspaper mm-hmm. about that that. We are working this case that we want to give closure to this uh, person, and and right now it's in Singapore, it's in Puerto Rico, it's in New York. Suddenly you begin a case that you believe, hey, I'm going to run this name on my database and I'm going to find all the families in New York, and you resolve it immediately. And suddenly the case went international. The press, uh, the press is involved in Singapore and Puerto Rico, and suddenly, you know, you are working an international case. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's that's great, Fernando. I mean, that's an example of what private investigators often do to help people uh, when they when there's no money or when there's no resources. Right. I, you know, I, I applaud you for that. So and and so let's let's say his name just in case somebody listening to this show might know something. So let's tell about him a little bit. What his okay. name is and the the the, the subject name uh, is uh, Hong Kong Wong. Uh, he's 72 years old. He born in Mal- we discovered that he born in Malaysia but lives in Singapore. Uh, based on our investigation, he has a daughter in Chicago. Uh, he was a manager in New York in the Chinatown because we discovered also that uh, some uh, friends, longtime friends, uh, remember him, uh, but they do not know the address in Singapore. Um, uh-huh. The, the, you know, the, the subject died from liver cancer with 72 years old in Puerto Rico, have like more than 10 years living here in Puerto Rico. And, and he's a, a Singapore guy with black hair, um, five, six. And, and, you know, we, we need to contact any, any relative because right now the body is in the forensic department of Oh, it of still Rico. is. Yep. The, the, the body's still there. They are waiting for somebody to claim the body, you know. Okay, so I'm looking at his driver's license, and it mm-hmm. looks like his last name is spelled W-O-N-G, Wong, and his um, first and middle name is hyphenated, Hong, H-O-N-G, hyphen, K-O-N-G. Right. It's okay. Hong Kong Wong. And do you, do you have the name of the daughter in Chicago? That's, the, that's the, 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 the problem, that we don't have the name of the daughter in Chicago. We begin to trace uh, based on, on the last name, uh, but the last name Wong, it could be, you know, it could be, it's, it's like, said, I don't know, it's like yeah. said John Smith, you know, it's Smith right. in USA. Right. Wong is a common name, and we found uh, a Jennifer Wong in 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 Chicago, but we sent several emails. We never received response back from her. Mm-hmm. Um, that was working on a, on a bank in Chicago. So because she never responds back, I believe that it it was not her. it was not her. So and, and let me, let's also mention the name of the the investigator who helped you in New York. Oh, the the, the he's Bob. You know mm-hmm. his, his name Ron. is Robert. It's Robert Ram. It's yes, Bob I know Ram. him too. <laughs> you know him. Oh. Yeah. I help him with another case in Puerto Rico. That's what I have him in my contact list. You know, uh, when you are a private detective, you need to have several resources in different places. Exactly. And he's a great guy in New York. 
Yes, that's a great example of how private investigators often work together throughout the world, actually, to help each other and to help help people. Right. That, 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 that's the case, you know. And Bob never hesitates. When I call him, he tells me, Fernando, whatever you need for this case, I'm, I'm going to help you. And Pono also, you know, Pono, Pono has a great practice yeah. in Singapore, and yes. he's also a great, great guy. Yes, that's absolutely true. You know, Fernando, we are at the end of our show. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show today. I'm glad you didn't get hit by the hurricane. Um, I love hearing your experiences. And thank you so thank much. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me to, to your program. It, it, it was a great honor for me to be on your show. Uh, and it's double the honor because uh, it's, it's the third season and I, I'm beginning this yes, new season right. for you. Yes, that's right. This is our third anniversary. <laughs> right. So... so- so, listeners, again, tune in next week as we declassify more real stories from real investigators. It's PIs Declassified. I'm Francie Kaler. Thanks for listening, and thanks, Fernando. Thank you. You've been listening to PIs Declassified with your host, Francie Kaler. Tune in every Thursday at noon Eastern Time. That's 9 a.m. for you West Coast listeners. P.I.'s Declassified explores stories of deceit, mystery, and detectives unraveling the truth. Every Thursday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Need to hire a private investigator? Ask for their professional association affiliations. When an investigator asks Francie Kaler about associations, she says to first join a state trade association. Francie belongs to the California Association of Licensed Investigators, or CALI. It's the largest association of its kind in the world. CALI's main focus is networking, training, and legislative advocacy. If you need a detective in California, contact CALI at cali-pi.org or call 1-800-350-CALI. For a national association, Francie's choice is the National Council of Investigation and Security Services, or NCISS. For over 35 years, the council's primary mission has been to represent its members before the United States Congress and governmental agencies. Find the council at NCISS.org or call 1-800-445-8408. NCISS and Cali are great places to look for a qualified private investigator. Tell them you heard it from Francie on P.I.'s Declassified. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.